Hey guys, welcome to the Thriving Lives community Zoom call, whatever it is we want to call this. I I uh every time I'm listening to music in the car and I'm, I like I have it on shuffle, one of my recordings always pops up because it like downloads the iTunes first and I realize how much I absolutely hate my introduction. So, so <laughs> hey, you might have to start doing the intro because I Oh no. <laughs> no. Come on, you got to do it. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe we can just do honorary um intros from whoever's on the call. I'll just do like a little like popcorn and just pick somebody and say, you got to do the intro. But um, anywho, I digress. Um, Renee, how was your, how was your Thanksgiving? Pretty good. Pretty solid. I literally just watched football all day, which was new for me. Um, I've never done that on Thanksgiving and it was very nice. Nice. You placed any bets? Um, what? Any bets? No. You got to get in the, you got to get in the, the sports game. That's a fast well, way. We'll add that in soon, but no, I just, uh, Hung out with the boys and watched football and stayed out of the kitchen. Awesome. Awesome. That's, that's, yeah. the, that's the way to do it. Uh, that so is the way to do it. Did you just have one Thanksgiving? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Just on Thursday. Sweet. Uh, when Nicole and I first started dating, I think like the first like four years, we had four different Thanksgivings. One of them was in um, Overland Park. One was in Parkville. One was in Gladstone. And the other was in Lone Jack. Missouri. So we were literally hitting the four corners of the Kansas City Metro. It was a miserable day. And I was always just stuffed by the end of it. But um, no, this one, this one was super nice though. We just had uh, Nicole's dad's side on Thursday evening and then her mom's side on Sunday. And then my, my side of the family, both families were kind of like scattered and out of town and whatnot. So we didn't link up for Thanksgiving. We'll link up for Christmas. But uh, so it was actually a pretty easy Thanksgiving for us. Um, the main thing I want to hear about though is, is, you know, locking back in, um, you know, for myself, it was pretty easy, um, Thursday, you know, I had a, a good breakfast and decent, you know, small lunch after I worked out that day, but, um, Thursday was kind of a write-off, you know, just enjoyed myself. And then Friday was pretty much dialed in Saturday dialed in Sunday was good outside of, um, you know, the, the Thanksgiving lunch that I had and then Monday just back to normal. So it really wasn't too challenging for me, but, uh, Renee, how did it go on your end? Like locking back in after Thanksgiving? Um, pretty good. I already had my meals made like before that. So that was always helpful for like lunch and things like that. And then, um, I think it was sad Friday night. I think my family did pizza. And at that point I was like, well, free food. Um, so (laughs) we're just going to eat that. Yeah. Um, but made sure to prioritize protein. And I think when family is in town, it's definitely harder to, depending on like what the activities are, sometimes harder to hop back on. Um, but having the meals like already made and ready is easy. Um, and again, with my like dietary allergies and stuff, I never really get off track too much. So it's pretty easy, pretty standard for me to eat the same things. Um, so pretty easy. Yeah, I wasn't really hungry most of the weekend, but, um, good, yeah. good. everybody else on the call, um, you know, how was you guys Thanksgiving? But then just as important, how, how well did you guys lock back in? Did it take you all weekend to, did you control the meals, you know, leading up to Thanksgiving in between meals afterwards? How's this week been bouncing back? Anybody want to share? Sure. I'll share. Um, for me, it was, uh, the morning. I just had a protein shake the morning of Thanksgiving. And then, um, we did get our workout in before the gym closed. And then um, obviously Thanksgiving lunch slash dinner, whatever you want to call it. Um, Yeah, we did enjoy ourselves. But I like to do this thing where, you know, I just load up my plate and then I 
you know, if I'm full, I'm full. I really don't go back to eating unless like I'm really hungry for something or if I feel like, you know, I, you know, need something like protein, like turkey or something like that. But for Thanksgiving, I really only loaded up my plate once and then I enjoyed like, you know, a dessert and then that was it. Um, so I really wasn't focused on macros on Thanksgiving, but just focused on getting a good workout in. And then the day after it was a little bit of struggle because we did have leftovers. So it was like very tempting. So, um, I had a good breakfast, had a good lunch, but then I did kind of die back into some Thanksgiving leftovers. And also on Saturday, it was kind of pretty much the same thing, but then Sunday, um, me and Lynn got our meal prep done. And we've been just doing our meal prep. I got more protein powder, so I was able to get my protein shakes in in the morning. So we're slowly but surely getting back on track. I'm just kind of just slowly thrown away. I mean, it's to the point where the leftovers do need to be thrown away. So That's I'm true. Just That's, a <laughs> so, That's a good thing. So yeah, if anyone taking home leftovers so. is just it's so treacherous because because when you take it home, you're like, I really don't want this to go to waste. But then it's also like it's it's hard to hard to get back on track at that point then. Yeah, that's why I'm like, oh, let me sneak this in the trash can. Oh, we don't need a apple pie. We don't need sweet potato pie. Yeah. yeah. And like, but yeah, if it's not in there, everyone just thinks it's eaten. So True. True. <laughs> yeah. that's that's a good point. Something I do like when it when it really is worth taking the leftovers home. Cause usually, you know, yeah, it might be some of the proteins and stuff like that. Um, but if I'm taking home something that's more high, high carb, high fat, and I really do want to indulge in that, even over the course of a couple of days, I'll just minimize my carbs from other meals or, you know, I'll take out, you know, I'll do egg whites instead of eggs just to save room for a little bit of extra fat or, you know, just drop whatever else makes sense. Um, so I can still give myself that allotment. Are my macros going to be perfect? No, but, you know, it allows me to kind of still, you know, prolong the partying with it but also not go mm-hmm. off the rails with it. So, so good job with that way to, way to sneak it out. I won't tell Lynn that you were just throwing out pies and shit. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I won't. I won't. Good thing. He's not on here right now. <laughs> yeah. He's at Mike. So <laughs> good. good deal. Good deal. Any uh, Sierra. Thanks for, thanks for sharing your, your bounce back with it. Anybody else on the call want to uh, share how Thanksgiving went and then how did you guys lock back in or lack uh- there? I can, I guess I can share. Um, I started out the Thanksgiving out with the protein shake and then my in-laws are awesome. And so they were making sure that they had food that kind of met where I was at anyways, nice. brought Brussels sprouts because there wasn't a vegetable that wasn't covered in cream of whatever um, <laughs> to it. Uh, so Thanksgiving lunch, I enjoyed, um, managed to have a one mile walk that wasn't expected because our car broke down. Um, so Wonderful. got my workout in. <laughs> Uh, but then for dinner, I just weighed everything out to the lunch portion or the meal two option. Um, stuck, stuck to protein and vegetables on that day and locked back in on Friday because that was the only Thanksgiving celebration we had. So it was kind of nice. Yeah. That, I mean, that, it was definitely an easy one for you, minus the, the car breakdown. Well, yeah, that could have not happened. <laughs> yeah, that that's definitely tough. So then you've been back on track since uh, since Thanksgiving, then it sounds like. Uh, Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. And then now you have, uh, you're following that, you know, that, that holiday up with uh, a trip up to the green Bay chiefs game. Uh, yes. so yeah. So, so, I mean, real quick, if you don't mind sharing, you know, what's your, what's your plan food wise. I know we, we kind of chatted about a couple different ways you could go with it how you want to handle that trip. What's, what's your plan of attack you think? 
Um, so I've already pre-purchased a bunch of snacks so that I don't stop in at the gas stations and get stuff. So I got beef jerky, I got vegetables and hummus, um, nuts and things like that. And then I'm bringing my protein shake stuff and then I've pre-portioned out some chicken. So if we go like the tailgate, it said it was, um, it, the meals covered there, but it's all brats and stuff. So I was like, I can bring chicken, top, top that on the grill. Yeah, definitely. Just feel a little bit better, but then during the game or you know tailgating, probably alcohol, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I mean, and enjoy that. You know, that's kind of part of it. Um, almost like you know Thanksgiving or Christmas or something like that. Uh, you're only in Green Bay for a cheese game every so often, so right. you know, enjoy that side of it. But like you said, you know, bringing. I think that's a good rule of thumb anyway. That's something I do anytime there's a tailgate or a cookout or something like that. If I can, I will always try to bring you know, my own meat, um, unless I know that what they're, what exactly going to have there, but you know, most grill outs, it's going to be, you know, a fattier food. It's going to be like, you know, hot dogs or hamburgers or something like that. So yeah, bringing something like chicken because whoever's, whoever's the, the grill master that day is not going to be upset if you say, Hey, can you toss this chicken on there for me? Um, or yourself if you're making it as well. So I love that plan. Good job. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> of course. Um, all right, perfect. Well, uh, my other friends on here, I'll give you guys a chance to to share yours if you want to, but otherwise, we'll we'll dive into Thriving Lives Kitchen. Krista, um, I'll share mine. So Thanksgiving is not really like that food is not my jam. So I was able to just stick to like Brussels sprouts and turkey. So I felt pretty proud of myself in that regard, and like avoid rolls and just have like here's a little bit of mashed potatoes, and then just like move on. Um, I think a downfall for me was like the amount of time you spend hanging out with family and like queso and chips. That's kind of my crutch of just like, so trying to do what I do at tailgates. And as you're talking about that, of just like being social and focusing on um, the people instead of like the food of the event um, has been helping me. And then we followed your strategy did not bring home leftovers. Like we even tried, my husband and son, their thing is to bake cookies together. And so we tried to leave those, but then they rushed them out to the car. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> that was on purpose. That's, a, that's um, a fun tradition for them, though. Yeah, it is really sweet uh, that they do that. So, And I don't really care about chocolate chip cookies or their pumpkin cookies. So that's nice. That's wild. It's like, that's the only thing I care about. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we all have our vices. Um, that, that's mine. That's mine. Yeah, theirs are pretty good. Like, don't ever get cornered by my husband about his chocolate chip cookie Actually, recipe because he's like very serious about it and like <laughs> has worked it down to a science and is very proud. Good, good to know. Good to know. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll avoid him unless it's just cookie cookie season for me. Yeah, yeah, we can hook you up. There you go. There you um, go. As far as like locking back in, um. Like going to work for me, being outside of the home is better than being on break because then when I pack my lunch, that's all that's available. And so being at home is actually a little more dicey for me because not everyone in my household follows like a more healthy meal, like yeah. guidelines as I do. Yeah. And so um have to kind of like follow my own path in that regard. And it's easier when it's packed in my lunch. So being back in the routine of work was good when Monday rolled around and now I'm at a three day conference. So that's bringing its own level of complexity because I'm at the Lowe's hotel, which is really great, but there's no like 
access or getaway and kind of like locked down there in the ballroom area all day. Well, and, what's the um, conference for? It's a PLC conference. Oh, sweet. That's a, that's yeah. A, that's a nice conference. Uh, yeah. Like little, my, little I know my ticket was lows. pretty hefty. Yeah. So, and the commute's like way better than my actual work commute. So it's that's true. been nice. It's true. Good to change it up. But I know you say like, stop here at this microwave and heat up your meal or, yeah, you know, I could bring a lunch, but I'd be the only one out of hundreds, which I get it. We're all eating together as a team and it just doesn't feel like the appropriate like culture there. So you're, you're right. That's you're been right. something I'm kind of, I got, I'm doing okay, but like a turkey sub is still not something that's on my usual meal plan. And I could have went and tried to dig for the one that's salad, but out of hundreds of people, it was so hard to even like, yeah. And, and so that's just bearing like its own level of complexity, but it's not my whole week. And then right. I can do better in the evening and morning. That's exactly what I, what I was going to say as well. I'm happy you brought that up as well. Uh, I'm happy you guys are all sharing because it's kind of bringing up some other points of interest that I know, like we have plenty of, of, of people within TLF that have to go to conferences. They have to go to the, you know, work meetings and stuff like that, or maybe just eating lunch with their, their 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 coworkers and things like that is just a norm for them um so that's a, that's always a struggle for those people as well and like you just said was exactly what i was going to say is you know most of us probably won't feel you know i would feel fine about it but i also have the excuse that hey i'm, I'm a bodybuilder i have a show coming up or something like that so you know it, it's not as weird for me to do something like that but at the same time you want to be a part of all the all the stuff and don't want to feel like the odd person out with it. And it's only one meal and, you know, you can still moderate what you're doing. But like you said, you can still control your breakfast. You can con still control dinner. You know, you can be mindful of not because usually conferences, they have other kind of snacks and stuff like that. So, you know, moderating that as well um, and just cleaning up the rest of those meals allows you to at minimum, you know, tread water. And if you're tracking your macros, you know, if it's just a sub sandwich, then, you know, think of, think of a place that it's comparable sub wise, you know, if it looks like it could be, you know, um, you know, equal to like a subway sandwich or something like that, then, then rock on with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're doing a good job. Like you said, this is not a, a long term thing. It's just for a couple of days. So enjoy the conference get as much out of it as you can and don't stress over the the nutrition side of it. Just control the rest of it. Good job, Krista. That's and that's probably going to be tough as well. Bouncing back after Thanksgiving, you're like, I want to get back on track, and then you got that following up. But at least Thanksgiving wasn't too hard on you. But anyway, yeah, and I got really excited about um, the link you shared about the just meat or just meats, whatever it's called. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh goodness, Marcus, you know that that would be like right up my alley because that's something you and I have yeah. talked about that I kind of get lazy about the same things or wanting rotation or not wanting to do the prep and so. Yeah. That's great. Well, and, and I, you know, uh, like I know like fuel cafe, um, a local meal prep company, they offer not just like meal prep meals already, but like I used to just do their, their, their bulk prep. So like I would get, you know, a pound of ground beef or a couple of pounds of ground beef, a couple of pounds of steak and stuff like that. So it's just, it, it's only the protein or only the carb. You can also just, you know, you can get a variety of carbs. You can get cooked potatoes and seasoned potatoes. You can get rice and brown rice and veggies and stuff like that by the pound. Um, it, yes, it is more expensive than if you were just going to go get a pound of chicken and then cook it yourself. However, it takes the the, the leg work out of it. So um, that's good know. to know because I actually thought Fuel Cafe was just the um, like packaged meals. It, I didn't know you could get things separately. No. 
I don't know if that's still the thing. It's been a long oh, okay. time I've used them, but when I did use them, especially because I was sponsored by them during uh, a couple of comp preps of mine. So that is what I actually use for like, you know, steak was on my diet plan. So I was actually using a lot of fuel cafe steak for it. Um, so I don't know if they still do that. I assume they do though. Um, well, so and I thought, I think there's them. another one, like 99 protein too, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know awesome. if they do bulk meats and things like that, but regardless, I saw that link on Facebook and I was like, Hey, I'm going to share this just because it might be, um, you know, worthwhile for somebody else to check it out. So, so yeah, if you try it out, let us know for sure. Um, that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. But, um, anyway, guys, let's dive into the topic at hand, uh, what we're going to be talking about today. So I'm going to try to share my screen here for those of you who are, um, on, if I can find where the hell do you share your screen at? Um, Maybe not. All right. So well, it says share screen. Like where? it's in green. It's in bright green. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm li literally looking over the one <laughs> thing that said that. Okay. Sharing my screen now. Thank you, Renee. Uh, okay, cool. So right now I, I have up like the Canva. It it's a different look to it probably than what you guys have. You guys should have a cleaner version, but since I'm the creator of this, um, I have like the editable version of it. But so the Thriving Lives Kitchen. You know, when when um, when I started this and then when they uh, when Renee came on board as well, uh, the goal with this was to create, you know, an affordable thing for both clients or non-clients to have access to different meals that would potentially fit their macros. Um, if you guys haven't really delved into this yet, there um, are there, there's a bunch of chapters. Um, you know, page one is obviously just a cover page. Page two there shows you the contents. So chapter one is banging breakfast. Chapter two is the, the lunchbox. So, you know, easy lunches you can take with you to work and things like that. Chapter three is delectable dinners. Chapter four, scrumptious snacks. I love the alliteration of all these. Um, chapter five is, is how to efficiently meal prep. Chapter six is sauces and seasonings. Chapter seven is macro swaps. Chapter eight is fiber sources. Chapter nine, I never actually built this one out. Um, I do plan on coming back to it though, but that's a vegan chapter, vegan specific. Um, and we'll probably eventually, you know, add like gluten-free. Um, oh, we had one. Options. Do we? I, I mean, it's not on there, but I thought we had a section of it. Maybe, maybe I just didn't ever add it to the actual chapters page. So mm -hmm. anyway, anyway, uh, chapter 10, those conversions. Um, so like, you know, raw to cooked, things like that. Renee, whenever we get, you might scroll down and just see if, if it's, if it is on there, if there's a gluten-free one. Uh, but anyway, though, so again, the whole purpose of this was, you know, when we build out nutrition plans, number one, they're just recommendations. They're not prescribed diets or anything like that. We're not dietitians here, um, but we are giving you guys pretty clear examples of what your meals could be looking like. These are efficient things to put together, but with um, this Thriving Lives Kitchen option here, it gives you a lot more variety with it. And, and, you know, what we did was we took out the time to build out number one, what the ingredients are of each food. So like right now I'm looking at the, the number one breakfast on here, which is the Berrylicious fiber bomb, which is a protein shake. That's a high fiber protein shake. Um, and then we also went to the Liberty of not just adding in, you know, what the ingredients would be, um, of the shake and what their macro contents are, but also we show you up top there different combinations for low carb, moderate carb, and high carb options. And not all meals on here have a, a low, a moderate, and a high carb option, but a lot of them do. And then it shows you the exact macros, so like high carb on this, this protein shake is 25 grams of protein, 
63 grams of carbs, five grams of fat, 400 calories. And then right to the right of that, it shows you what exactly to have in this one. So this one would be like a cup of berries and a half a cup of oats. And if you need to do more the moderate carb one, that's like 260 calories, only about 35 grams of carbs, then we just do one cup of berries and no oats. And then for the low carb option, we're going to do no berries and no oats. So now you're going to have a little bit of a lackluster protein shake, but it's, it, it's, what you need with it. It's just the protein and the fiber um, addition to it as well. So that one's not really going to be berrylicious anymore. However, that is an option. So if you need to go really low carb and a higher fiber and higher protein option, then you have that as well. And so each of these have these different variances with it. So what I want to talk about right now, though, is how to use these different meals. So for for instance, just looking here at the Berrylicious Bomb, a lot of you on your guys' meal plans that, that we've developed for you, you're going to have some sort of a protein shake that's somewhat similar to that exact one. So those are going to be similar macros. Now, if you needed to add more protein to it, um, you know, most of my males, I have a little bit higher protein um, shakes and meals and things like that. It's easy. If, you, if one scoop of protein is 20 grams of protein and you need 30 grams or you need 40 grams, then add, you know, one and a half scoops or add two scoops. So the protein options on here are all easy. All you really have to do to increase the protein contents on literally any of these meals is just add more of the protein, um, whatever that that source is for it. And if it's a leaner protein, it's not really going to change. It's not going to change your carbs at all. And it's only going to change the fats, you know, minimally. Um, but so then, you know, scrolling down further, you know, maybe you don't have an egg meal on your plan and you would really like an egg meal on here. So if you go down to number three on the breakfast, you know, your basic tasty eggs meal, um, there's three different options. You got the low carb, you got the moderate carb, you got the high carb, and you even have a low fat option if you need less fat in your diet for whatever the reason is. So then you want to just go on there and find, okay, what, what macro split here makes the most sense that would fit into your diet plan pretty well. Um, and then you can do that for all the different meals and you can kind of piecemeal, um, no pun intended there with it, whatever meals you want to, whatever combinations you want to that line up closely. Again, we don't have to be perfect with our macros, but closely to the ranges that we have set for you. Um, so in that situation- At that point, you'll yeah. kind of have to be familiar with tracking. Yes. Thank you for, for adding that, Renee. So, so yes, tracking your macros is a great thing because then you can really get really dialed in with this. But let's say you're not tracking. Maybe maybe you just want to, on Sunday, you're like, I'm going to pick three different meals from this, this Thrive Lives Kitchen option. You could sit there with a little calculator and just say, you know, meal one, meal two, meal three, here's the protein content in that. And that adds up to whatever. Same thing with the carbs, same thing with the fats and same thing with the calories and see how close that puts you to your, your actual meal plan um, recommendations. And then from there, if you're low on carbs, if you're low on protein, if you're low on fat, then what you can do is you can slide all the way down to whatever the chapter was. What chapter was that? You can scroll down to the chapter seven, which is the macro swaps. And then, so if you need just some protein to, to top off your protein macros, if you just need a little bit of carbs, if you just need a little bit of fats, if you scroll down to chapter seven there, it shows you all the different varieties of it. The, uh, the first little section on that, on those macro swaps are a whole list of different proteins and their proteins, carbs, fats, content, and their calories as well in there. Um, same thing with the carbs, same thing with the fats. So you can top those things off as you need to. If you're lacking some fiber, then you can scroll down to the fiber uh, chapter and then add those in there as well. Um, that while we're on that as well, on chapter seven with the macro swaps, what's great about that is if you're trying to stick to your meal plan, the one that you know we develop for you based on your goals, based on the macros you should be at, based on your, your food preferences and needs and stuff like that, 
but let's say you're getting tired of chicken. You no longer want chicken breast. So you can come right here to chapter seven, scroll down to the proteins on there for the macro swaps, and then try to find some other protein on there that would be similar in, in protein content to, let's say, you know, um, you know, regular just grilled chicken breast. You know, one thing on here, uh, a sirloin steak, a lean sirloin steak is going to be similar in macros to that chicken breast. It's going to be a little bit higher in fat just by a few grams, but it's not a huge, huge deal with that. Um, you could also, what would be an easier swap with, with chicken would be something like a whitefish, a tilapia, cod, tuna, shrimp. Those things are going to be a much more equal swap because they're mainly protein and very, very minimal fat. Let's see on your meal plan, you've got 93.7 ground turkey or 93.7 ground beef. Those are going to be similar in macro. So maybe you don't want the ground turkey, but and you're tired of it and you want ground beef. Perfect. Go find those macros on there. And then now you can easily see what swap it is you want to make. Maybe instead of that, you want salmon. Now salmon, again, the macros are not going to be perfect, but they're going to be pretty damn close to it. Uh, and again, just being close is all we need. Remember, we don't need to strive for perfection, just progress. That's why we give you the macro ranges that hit so that you have some latitude and some flexibility with it. Renee, do you want to add anything in? I, I know I, I might be moving too fast. Um, no, I think you kind of covered that pretty well. Um, yeah. And then, and then, you know, just like with the proteins, same thing with the carbs. Um, when we're trying to make, you know, something I always hear clients say is, you know, they're, when they're tracking their macros, they're low on protein, but when they try to add more protein in, it really affects their carbs or their fats. Now, fats I can see depending on what your protein sources are. Um, but at the same time, if you come to this list right here, okay, if I'm low on protein, I need another 20 grams of protein, but my fats are already kind of topped out. Come and try to find something on here where it's going to be just pure protein or very close to pure protein. So that would be something like egg whites. Four ounces of liquid egg whites is 12 grams of protein and zero grams of fat. You needed 20 grams of protein. So boom, just bump that up to six six-ish ounces, six or seven ounces, and then you have your 20 grams of protein with no added fat and you just got topped off there. And add that to a meal, add that to a protein shake. Yes, you can drink liquid egg whites. Um, it, I promise you it won't make you sick. Um, but, um, you know, same thing with the carbohydrates. You know, on your meal plan, if you're getting tired of jasmine rice, go swap it for a different carb source on here. Um, you know, potatoes are one of those that are really, really easy swaps for it. You know, most of these straight up carb sources are going to be minimal in fats and protein. If they're higher protein, a little bit lower protein, not a big deal anyway, because we're not really eating the carbs for their protein content because they are carb sources primarily. You know, beans and lentils will probably be the closest thing or even like bonza pasta, which is um, chickpea pasta are going to be a little bit higher in protein, but still this is primarily a carb source. So that's what we want to look at swaps for. So again, if you're getting tired of your carbs, you're getting tired of your proteins, come to these lists and check them out. See what some easy swaps would be. Um, and then same thing for fats as well. You know, if you're low on fat, I, surprisingly, I have some clients that say, I'm always low on fat, always low on fat. Um, usually that's something, at least for me, like it's hard to keep my fats in check, but I also like different fat sources. But if you're low on fats, come and look at this right here. Uh, majority of these are going to be just predominantly just fats. Um, you know, olive oil, coconut oil, avocado oil, grass-fed butter, MCT oil, avocados. Avocados is really, avocados and peanut butter are probably the only ones on here that are going to have a little bit more car carb content. But at the same time, you know, an avocado is going to have a lot of fiber. So even though that bumped up your carbs, it also bumped up your fiber. So your net carbs are really actually a little bit lower. Um, and then if you scroll down, you know, to, to chapter eight fiber, if you're lacking in fiber, 
Uh, maybe you're not eating per the meal plan that's built out for you that has factored in your fiber content, uh, making sure you're getting enough fiber. If you're going rogue and going and building out your own meals, which is fine if you know how to track your macros, one of the things I often see with clients is if they're going rogue and building out their own plan and eating their own foods, they're still really low in fiber. Um, and so that's when we really want to think about, okay, what are some fibers that we can toss in? This is why in a lot of protein shakes, I love recommending adding chia seeds, adding psyllium husk, um, even like ground flaxseed, because these are all going to add um, a lot of fiber to your meals. You know, this is another reason why I love having avocados in people's plans, because number one, you're going to get a lot of fiber out of it, but you're also going to get a lot of healthy omega-3 fats, which is great for you as well. Um, now there's, a, of course, any of these lists here, you know, the proteins, the carbs, the fats, the fiber content, um, all of those are not, you know, the end all be all. There's obviously a lot of other fats you could toss into your diet. There's a lot of other carbs or proteins you could toss into your diet. These are just quick examples of what you can do. Um, now, another thing when it comes to tracking your macros with, with these things is it, when you go, even if you just go on Google or if you go on MyFitnessPal and you type in, you know, um, macronutrients, nutrition for cooked chicken breast or for jasmine rice or for whatever else, you're going to see a ton, a ton, a ton. And we've done other Zoom calls on this of, of different um, nutrition facts for it. You're going to see vastly, vastly different numbers. Um, again, uh, uh, my fitness pal is like Wikipedia. If you don't know much about Wikipedia because you didn't use it to write essays in high school, um, anybody can go on there and type anything. I can go create a Wikipedia about Renee right now and make up some nasty things about her and and none of it is factual. So um, my fitness pal, you can type in chicken breast and you can see, you know, lean chicken breast on there that has a hundred grams of fat per, per ounce. If somebody went in there and added that in and made it public. So you want to, whenever you're tracking your macros, especially for the very first time that you're doing this and you're trying to, to fit your diet plan into it, or you're trying to use any of these meals here, try to find options that have similar macros to what your meal plan says. Try to find options. That'll teach you also a lot on reading labels. Yes. Um, which yes. is important when you're at home. Like if you are cooking, reading your label before you put it in my fitness pal, things like that. But also reading the label at the store because what you don't want is yep. that you buy all your ingredients. You're like, oh shit, now I bought this and it doesn't even fit into my macros. So reading it first at the store is going to put you in a better line of success. And then going home and entering in that nutrition label matching it to my fitness pal. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, when it comes to reading nutrition labels, if this is something that you've never done before, um, for whatever the reason is just like with anything else, the more you do it, even if you don't really understand a whole lot at first, you will understand and you'll learn it better and it'll be less overwhelming the more often you do it. Um, so again, if you're just getting started with thriving lives or anything like that, like I encourage you take a little bit of extra time on the upfront of all this. When you're tracking your macros in MyFitnessPal, when you're looking at your meal plan, when you're grocery shopping and you want to see, you know, the the what's going to fit your diet or, you know, what um, different brands. I mean, just looking at different brands. Maybe you don't like good seed bread that I have on your plan and you want some other sort of bread. Compare the macros and see if they're somewhat similar with it. You know, um, I think the good, good, a slice of good seed bread, which is my favorite bread to recommend. And almost anybody I've ever recommended it to said, that's the best bread they've ever had. Um, that's got about 20, I think 25 grams of, of carbs per slice. Well, you can also, if you want, if you don't want just, you know, just two slices of toast and you want eight slices of toast then go find, you know, one of the 45 cal breads and, and you're going to be able to find that you can have a lot more slices of that toast than maybe the good seed one. So that's how, you know, the more you're looking at those nutrition labels, 
the more you're understanding the value of the foods you're eating and the more you're probably going to be shocked about, you know, the, the, the values and the quality of the foods that is that you're eating. Um, now we'll, we'll do also want to pay attention to cooked versus uncooked. Yes. Um, my fitness pal. So I know Marcus tracks almost all of his stuff cooked. I track almost all my stuff raw. Um, so everyone does it a little bit differently, but yeah. Um, and since Renee brought that up as well on the very last page of this page 91, which is crazy. Cause when I was building this out, it felt like it was taking forever to build and somehow we got to 91 pages, but, um, <laughs> and this is also why I try to save this as a PDF and send it out to people and, uh, Gmail is like, yeah, that that's not going to work, brother. It's too big. And I don't know how to save something in a zip file. I don't even know what that means exactly. So, um, so you guys have the links that you have right here, but so yeah, page 91 there shows you the dry weights. It shows you liquid volumes. It shows you, it looks like baking pan, uh, oven temp, um, and all that good stuff there. So like, I guess those, those aren't, those aren't, uh, those aren't dry. Those aren't robbers cooked. No, we have that on here though somewhere, right? Uh, I don't know if we have it on here or if we have it on the yeah new thing. Yeah, which which we'll be posting that out soon. We won't talk too much about that today, but that's coming coming shortly. But um, I also put it on meal plans. Yeah, I, I do as well on, on your meal plan. That's again the reason why you know um on your meal plans, we're going to type in cooked or raw or whatever the case is. So when you see those words, you should also be typing in on my fitness pal to find the correct entries to add into it. Um, but then one of my other favorite things on here as well that, that, that we built into it was chapter five, which is how to efficiently meal prep. Um, so this one, let me scroll down to it. Where's it at here? Goodness. We added a lot to this thing. All right. So Efficient meal prep. Now I've posted some terrible quality um, videos on YouTube about how I personally meal prep. Um, don't judge me on the quantity. I'm not in here for the the production value of it. I'm just here to give you guys give you guys the tools that you need to. But so here in chapter five with, with efficient meal prep, um, we go through a bunch of the different proteins and even different carbs, even eggs on here, um, veggies, and how you can possibly, you know, efficiently meal prep these things as well. Um, so like, for instance, not to go, I'm not going to give you all the details here, but, you know, for chicken, there's a, there's a, a written explanation about how to grill your chicken, how to oven roast your chicken, how to use a pressure cooker or a slow cooker, like a crock pot to cook your chicken. Same thing with ground beef, same thing with steak, same thing with fish, same thing with eggs, um, you know, rice, all that good stuff. So if you are new to thriving lives, or maybe you want to try something else and you don't know how to do, you know, cook something correctly, of course you can always Google this stuff. But again, you know, with Google, you're going to see a hundred different answers and it might be overwhelming. And you're going to be like, well, I'm just going to go to Chipotle instead. So come and use this instead, see some different efficient ways to do it. You know, trial and error is the name of the game. So, you know, this week, try grilling your chicken. If that's efficient for you, if you like how it tastes, that, you know, how did it turn out? Maybe try again if, if you think you can do it better. Or maybe you're like, I don't know if I really like grilled chicken. Let's try roasting in the oven. Let's try pressure cooker. Let's try crock pot or whatever the case is. Again, trial and error is key. And also just by changing the way that you meal prepped a food can change the entire meal around, you know, a pressure cooked chicken versus a grilled chicken, even though it's both chicken, they're going to have different tastes, different textures with it. So you can take the exact same meals and transform them into something else. Um, Renee, anything to add to, to that section right there? 
Not really. I used to only like chicken on the stove. And then I realized um, in the oven, it takes a lot less time and I get splashed with a lot less oil. And you don't have to sit there and look over. I'm all for how can I, I'm big on efficiency. So what can I, can I do? How can I multitask as well? So what can I set it and forget it and then come back to it and it's done, you know, doing something on the, on the skillet, on the stove, stove top, you have to sit there and watch it, you know, on the grill outside, even though I can kind of, I'll go back and forth inside and outside as I'm doing other stuff, um, depending on what it is that I'm making. But, but yeah, you know, something I can set it and forget it and come back to it is, is huge. You know, that's why I swear by using a pressure cooker for, you know, rice, ground beef, ground Turkey, chicken, uh, potatoes, stuff like that is because I can, I can toss it in there. I can go to work and come back. I can go to, you know, just the gym, I can go do stuff around the house, whatever the case is. And the, that food is still going to be good. Um, and it's going to be prepped. The other thing that I will do, like, let's say I have all my like carbs and fats and ingredients for the meal. Let's say I ran out of my protein. Um, sometimes I will either a go get like grilled nuggets at Chick-fil-A or B go get like grilled chicken from sprouts or whole foods or something. Um, if I'm in a pinch, that way I'm not like messing up an entire meal just because yeah. I don't have the time or patience to cook chicken. Yeah. But it's already cooked and I just am adding that to my already current ingredients. Yeah. That 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 that's perfect as well. Um Katie in here on the on the comments here. Carrie, uh, her husband is a uh, is a chef and she said that he sears his chicken on the stove and then cooks it off in the oven, seals in all the juices to keep it moist with a nice season outside. See, Katie is lucky because she has a a real chef at home helping her meal prep this stuff that can make it really tasty. I, I would ruin that, number one. And number two, I'm it is tasty as that sounds, and I'm sure that's the way to do it because he's a chef. That's what I would expect at a restaurant. Um, but me personally, I'm not going to put in the time for it. But for other people that you know, taste or making it, you know, cooked a certain way is very, very important. That's again, why trial and error is, is so, so important in this because yeah, you might have, have hated the grilled chicken version or, or the pressure cooked version, but doing it this way, maybe it's because it was dried out or whatever the case is, maybe you're not good on the grill, but if you want to try it this way as well. So again, it's so, so worth it. When, when we're talking about our health, you know, people are, they, they, they want results so fast that they're, they're not willing to go through the uncomfortableness of trial and error and finding other ways. They're not, they're not willing to kind of, you know, go use the internet as your resources. And what are some other ways that I can cook this stuff up and just, you know, trying those different things out and being persistent with it. I promise is going to pay off in the long run. You know, I always use this example, but when I first started, you know, my bodybuilding journey and I did my very first competition prep, it was taking me six or seven hours to cook every single Sunday. You know, I, I was, I was literally, buying fresh green beans from the grocery from sprouts and cutting off the individual ends of hundreds, if not thousands of pieces of green beans. So I could steam them so they could come out just basic ass green beans. So I didn't need to put in that kind of time with it, but I did it. I stuck with it. I persevered through that time. And since then, now you flash forward, you know, what is it like 15 years later? And it didn't take as long. It didn't take me 15 years to get here, but um, it takes me 90 minutes to meal prep most weeks and and half the weeks anymore because now I cook so much of my protein in bulk and then and then freeze it. Um I, I'm barely spending any time meal prepping. And you know, that's a huge lifesaver, especially now with a daughter and you know, running a business and trying to get to the gym and train clients and things like that. Efficiency is king. Um, if you have the time to to commit to all this stuff and 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 you don't need to be as efficient, perfect. You're gonna enjoy your food even more. Um, but you know, I I 
usually will tend to lean more towards fuel and getting the job done versus like, how can I make this, you know, top tier uh, enjoyment factor? Cause I enjoy my meals regardless. But another thing that that's on here as well is the, uh, the sauces um, section, which is chapter, chapter six sauces and seasonings. One thing we haven't added yet on this one are like actual seasonings, but the great thing with seasonings is th they're all going to be calorie free. Um, of course, I, I don't know if, I don't know if sugar or brown sugar are categorized as, as seasonings, but obviously those would not count. Those are going to be loaded with carbs because they're all sugar, but, um, other seasonings, you're not going to see any that are going to be loaded up with any sort of macros. Sodium might be your biggest thing. And really don't, nobody needs to worry too much about sodium. Now, if you're eating an abundance of prepackaged processed foods, you're going to get too much sodium if that's what you're really leaning on. But if you're cooking a lot of your meals fresh, you're sticking more to the meal plan and things like that, or even to, to what's built out here for you in Thriving Life's Kitchen, you don't need to worry too much about sodium unless, of course, you know you have high blood pressure issues and things like that. Um, but sauces on here, again, these are just some examples of sauces um, that you could use. Um, but again, like this is my favorite, one of my favorite things to do almost every time I go to the grocery store, I go check out the sauce aisle. Is there a new hot sauce I want to try? Is there a new, you know, whatever you, you name it, barbecue sauce, whatever the case is. And then I look through it, see what sounds good. Check out the, the macros on them. And some things are absolutely shocking because they're crazy outrageous in numbers. And some things are surprising because, oh my God, this looks tasty and it's going to fit my macros pretty easy. Um, you know, one of the things to, to keep in mind on that as well, though, is the serving size. You know, if something has two grams of carbs in it and the serving size is, you know, a couple of tablespoons. Perfect. That's not a big deal because you're probably not going to use too much of that anyway. But if the serving size on that is like one teaspoon and it's got two grams of carbs in it and you're going to use two tablespoons, that's six servings. You just got 12 grams of carbs in that one sauce. And if you're only supposed to be eating 100 grams of carbs at this point in your in your journey or even 200 is using 10 percent or 5% of your daily carb intake on a sauce worth it to some, it might be worth it to some like myself, it would not be worth it. So that's why I like to lean on, um, you know, hot sauces and mustards and things like that, because it's going to be very, very low in calories. Um, but yeah, so, so those are some ways that you can use thriving lives kitchen, um, um, meal planner. Um, and then, a, you know, another thing as well that I've used with a lot of clients is, they don't want to just follow the meal plan. Maybe it's because they're just fatigued with it. Maybe they're fatigued with those meals. Maybe they just want to break from, you know, tracking their calories or whatever the case is and tracking their macros. So here's another thing that another way you can use this. Um, I also recommend this if you're more intuitive eating and things like that is coming on here. And, you know, I'll, I'll say I want you to hit a certain number of protein, you know, a range of protein or a minimum number of protein, and then like a calorie range as well. So like, let's say I said, Hey, I want you to eat, let's say 1500 to 1600 calories. And I want you to get in 130 grams of protein. I would, would recommend then if that's what, if that's the approach that we're taking for that week or for that month, or maybe that's just what we start you off with, then you could come on here and you could look at, okay, what are, let me go find like three meals that are going to add up to some of those numbers. Um, you know, um, do I want to have a high carb breakfast? Do I want to have a high carb dinner? Maybe do I go low carb, low carb, low carb, and then add in a snack? Um, so I'm not going to go through all the different examples because with this many meals on here, there's a thousand different things you could do. But again, those are very, very simple approach. Just hitting a minimum num minimum number of protein and then hitting a calorie range by just using these meals, using their ingredients, picking if you're going to do a low, moderate, high carb, low fat, whatever the case is, and then make it work for you. Um, 
what I do recommend majority of the time though, is keeping those meals consistent. If you're choosing to do, you know, the breakfast sandwich on here, which is the English muffin man, love the name of that one. Uh, you can do, um, yeah, some of these, I just had to get creative and have fun with the names. If it didn't make me laugh, I didn't want to use it on some of them. But so, you know, if, if I'm going to, if I'm going to do that muffin man sandwich though, I would recommend, Hey, every single day this week for breakfast, I'm going to use that, that same meal on there. Um, because especially when you're going grocery shopping, if you want to do five different breakfasts, now you have to grocery shop and make sure you have on hand the ingredients of those five breakfasts. And if the numbers on those are different, if one of them is 500 calories and the other breakfast is 200 calories and the other breakfast is 800 calories, now you have to do a lot more tracking and really planning ahead. And now you're adding in a, a bunch of, of legwork for yourself that realistically, you know, after the, you know, the eight years of doing this, most people will probably not do that kind of legwork unless you're retired and have all the time in the world and you're an amazing chef and you're okay doing a little bit of legwork for these numbers. So I recommend, you know, we should all be able to eat at least similar meals, even if it's just maybe just one of two different breakfasts every single day for, for a week and the following week, you know, mix it up. Um, or the simple approach, just follow your nutrition plan. It's built out for you. It has the foods on there you like. It's keeping, you know, uh, efficiency in check as well. And it's going to get you, you know, to reduce the amount of variables to get you to your goals faster. So there's so many ways to skin this cat for lack of a better phrase. Um, and again, just talking to Renee or I, you know, your coach about different options with it um, is definitely, definitely crucial. But so if you're listening to this, you know, hopefully, Using, if you haven't gotten a chance to use the, the Thriving Lives Kitchen yet, I highly encourage you to start playing around with it and, um, you know, definitely give us feedback on it because, you know, I, I, we, the plan is to continuously add to this um, over the course of time. But right now it's got tons of resources and, and a helpful, helpful nuggets in there for you. Renee, you want to add anything else? I think we covered it all. Good deal. I am tired of talking right now. Goodness gracious. <laughs> um I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing me talk as well. So uh, my friends that are on the call right now, any questions on this? Have you used this? Have you used it in any of the ways that I just kind of mentioned? Have you used it in other ways? Um, yeah. Any or any other questions you want to toss out there? I want to give you guys the floor to, to chat for a second. All right. Well, hopefully you guys have used it. If you have, hopefully you've enjoyed it, but um what is it? All right. So Wednesday. So yeah, we got check-in day to tomorrow. You know, it's the week after Thanksgiving. Um, you know, if you're listening to this on Monday or whenever I ended up releasing this as well, you know, give yourself grace for the week after Thanksgiving. But again, the biggest win that you can have is locking back in right after holiday like that. And then also keeping a pr perspective. We have, you know, three-ish, four-ish weeks, thing like three and a half weeks until, until Christmas. Um, if you celebrate other things besides Christmas. I don't, sorry, I don't know the, the dates of those, but regardless, if you have those holidays coming up, you know, right now is the time that we want to, you know, kick ass leading up to those next things we got rocking and rolling. Um, and then, yeah, let's, let's, the, the, the biggest goal right now, remember is not to make, you know, of course we make physical progress right now. That is fantastic, but that is a bonus right now. It's all about how can we keep, you know, things in check, keep a healthy baseline of what we're doing continue to build momentum going into the new year. Um, so that way when new year gets here, we're not having to restart. We're not having to just find our footing again because we already have our footing. Then it's just, we have less obstacles in our way and we can just really find our stride come January 1st. So keep that in mind, keep crushing it, keep checking in, especially on the bad weeks. And uh, yeah, we will talk to you guys, talk to you guys next week.
All right, see y'all. Bye.